0: Welcome back, Literary Slummers, to another episode
1: of Hate Read. I'm Anna. And I'm Em. Every fortnight here on Hate Read, one of us usually challenges the other to a book that we think they'll hate. (laughs) Um, But occasionally, we get submissions from our Literary Slummers, which is what we did this week. We had a submission from uh, someone via email. Um, We're not going to say the name because we only have their username and we don't want to put them on blast, but uh, they suggested we read the book I've forgotten the name of the shadow year Year. by (laughs) Kristen Hannah Hannah
0: (laughs) Hannah Richel (laughs) or Michelle I don't know how you spell it or pronounce it
1: um (laughs) yeah um so first things first did you finish the book
0: yes I did uh did you finish
1: the book I did (laughs) What did you think? Um, okay, so I texted you and I was about halfway through and I said, I don't think I hate this book. And I think yes. I'm probably going to In stand- response to me texting back, yes. whoa, mama, I hate this book, oh my god. In response to your fury, I was like, eh, it's fine, I'm halfway through. I think that's where I landed. Um, this was another one, I've had a few of these, where I'm like, the ending was hot garbo. Oh my god, it was awful. And because of that, it kind of makes the rest of the book suck, but... I had a pretty enjoyable time reading this book. I totally agree with our, um, the person who submitted this because they said that the characters were all terrible. Yes.
0: Um,
1: except for like one, and bad stuff happens to that one, and I totally agree with that assessment. But I mm-hmm. don't mind reading about terrible people. Um, <laughs> so I was I was kind of okay with it, and it was pretty predictable. But except for the ending, but the ending was hot garbage. That was
0: absolutely bonkers out of nowhere.
1: <laughs> but um. Uh, more than a lot of the other books we've read, I think that I I wanted to see where this one went. Um, but you, I believe, had a very different take.
0: Oh, I hated it. <laughs> like,
1: so there was first a lot all, to like, hate about it. To be fair,
0: don't yeah. <laughs> so, one of my things, you know, how like okay, everyone, we can all agree, like dogs dying in a narrative is mm-hmm, awful. Mm-hmm, Another mm-hmm, thing that mm-hmm. I hate is like death during childbirth sure. or shortly thereafter, sure. or like oh, that just like. It hits me real tough it always has and so like having that kind of like slipped in here i wasn't really expecting it until it started to happen i was really you
1: weren't expecting it after the whole uh scene where he takes her out to look at a lamb that has recently lost its mother and in very foreshadowy (laughs) language is like this lamb its mother didn't survive you didn't see it coming (laughs) a little bit no i mean like (laughs) once they
0: were like they had sex Mm -hmm. i was like great I know, but like at the beginning of the book, I wasn't expecting that at okay, all. And so okay, to sure. then have to like dread the event the entire yeah, time, okay. it is like, oh. But yes, this book was full of really crappy foreshadowing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> In addition to the, the, uh, dead, dead new mother of it all and the, um, I mean, there wasn't a dead dog, but there was a dead pig, which was pretty similar in terms of like, effect. that was rude. Um, And there was also a dead baby. So there was like a lot of like, really emotionally manipulative stuff in this
0: book. Yes, it was just just like tragedy porn.
1: A little bit, a little bit. And I know that's not your favorite.
0: (laughs) No, like, I like a good character study. But this was just like, this was terrible. This was really bad
1: again I think I wouldn't have minded it nearly as like I do think that the ending of this really kind of made everything that and there, like I said there was a lot of individual stuff I hated in this book Mm -hmm. but as a whole the reading experience wasn't so bad but I think the ending really just fucking ruined the book for me
0: yes because there wasn't really like they could have just left it the way well I guess
1: we should just yeah before we can talk about the ending let's talk about let's take our our (laughs) listeners through the rest of this book
0: I don't know. We could kind of like, we can kind of uh, plot out this podcast the way that the book happened, where it's like one chapter in present day and then a chapter in the past. So like, we're just going to tell you what happens at the end of the book and intersperse <laughs> it with things that happen towards the beginning of the book. And you can put it all together yourself. It's Figure fine. it out. It's fine. <laughs> Memento this shit. Um, okay. So like I said, there are two stories being told here, mm-hmm. um, alternating chapters yes. that take place over the course of a year. So the first story is, in present day, uh, a woman named Lila is struggling to deal with the loss of her daughter. Uh, She fell down the stairs of her home, had to deliver the baby early because the placenta detached, and the baby died at five days old due to complications
1: from pneumonia. So a very cheery beginning
0: to this
1: cheery tale. (laughs)
0: Yeah, like, she's she is, it's really hitting her hard. The grief is hitting her really hard. She's at a park in the very first chapter and contemplates stealing another woman's unattended child and has to, like, really think hard about not doing that. (laughs) Um, But the thing, I guess, that made me mad about this is this happened. We're introduced to Lila. This was, like, weeks previous that all of this happened. And her husband and her mother are like, well, girl, you got to get over it. We're sick of you being sad. See, I didn't,
1: I didn't really get the timeline on it I don't think I noted that it was weeks previous I thought it was like a mm-hmm. few months or at least
0: because she said something like towards the middle of the book where she's already at the cottage she's like and just to think a few weeks ago Tom and I were really close and stuff because before any of this happened I was just like whoa what I was expecting it to be like six months to a year yeah yeah yeah. that
1: was the vibe I got with the way everyone was reacting to her like yeah 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 It was, like, a few weeks, and everyone was like, I am sick of this. Well, and that's (laughs) the thing. I will say, I think her mother, with the rest of this story, her mother's reaction makes sense because of what is revealed, both things that are revealed. Um, Yes. But I think that was kind of the problem I have with Tom, right? Like, and we've talked about this before, when there's, like, a red herring, how hard Mm -hmm. it is to make that person, like, a legitimate red herring without – making it seem like they are just a psychopath right? yes because like tom is kind of set up because not to cut in on the you know summary too much but eventually lila starts having these dreams and shit about how like someone else was in the room with her and might have yes pushed. she can't, can't remember
0: why she fell yeah
1: so like maybe like she was pushed maybe like someone else was involved in this and for a while she thinks it's tom and it's like okay so you have to set this up in a way that makes us, the reader, think that it could be Tom, at least for a mm-hmm. while. But like, yeah, kind of like you said, because of that, it's just like, he's really not being a very supportive husband. Right. And that yes. would make sense if he had pushed his pregnant wife down the stairs. But like, <laughs> spoiler alert, it wasn't him. So like, it kind of just seems like he's a dick. And then the, yes. a lot of the story is, is, um, Oh, Lila needs to forgive Tom and this and that. I'm like, does she, though? Because he kind of just seems like a dick.
0: Yeah. He is not very patient with a mother who has survived survived this traumatic experience. Like, Mm. he wants to have sex with her within, like, the very beginning of the story. And I'm just like, I mean, give her some time, dude. Well. First of all, you're supposed to wait six weeks to put anything back in there after you give birth. So (laughs) you haven't even hit that threshold yet. Um, you should slow your roll, Tom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: Tom
0: was, sucked. Tom sucked so bad. I hated him. I hated Tom so much. Um, The second story that's told in this book involves a group of college students. Of this, oh, my God. A group of idiots. A group of fucking morons. I hated it so much. Who, upon graduating, decide that they don't want to separate from each other and so they decide to live in an abandoned cottage and survive off the land for at least 12 months. Mm-hmm. And this takes place in 1980, I think. Yeah,
1: 1980 to
0: 1981. Yes. So we have Kat is the main character of this storyline um, and she is a young girl who's come from a rough background, doesn't know her parents because they're junkies, and her foster parents kind of like shipped her off to college and they're like bye. And um, and then there is Simon, who is, like, their cult leader, I guess, yep. and who Cat is in love with. <laughs> um, ben and Carla, who are a couple and don't really matter to the story, but they're there. They're around. And Mac, whose idea it was for everyone to go to this cabin in the first place. Mm-hmm. And he's just kind of, like, an awkward dude.
1: Except here's, here's kind of the thing with this group of friends that I mm-hmm. want to ask. Because, okay, so, like, we're introduced to them, and Kat gives us all the backstory and whatever. And, like... So, like you said, they're college friends and they lived together for two years, right? Yes. Okay. So then, like, her, all all of them, all of these people have lived together, right? Like, yeah. I didn't like miss something. And one of them nope, was like, they, a, were, they, they was like all like a lived in the house. Uh-huh. Yes, in the same house for two years. Okay. Uh-huh. Just wanted to be clear. Because then, when they first arrive at this cottage, well, a little bit after they arrive, when they've kind of started, you know, settling in and living off the land and whatever. Um, Mac and Kat go outside to have a talk, or, and like, are having a talk. And Matt, Kat's like, oh, um Mac, Mac asks her something about, like, what her parents are like or something. And she's like, oh, yeah, I don't have parents. They, you know, abandoned me, and I was raised by foster parents, and I have one sister, and here's all of my family background that I'm quite willing to share with you. And then mm-hmm. Mac it was is really like... really
0: convenient for exposition. Right,
1: and Mac is like... <laughs> oh, cool, my dad just died recently, and I have one mom and no siblings, and we own a farm. And Kat's like, it's amazing how we had to come all this way to learn about each other. And I'm like, yeah, it really is. You lived together for two years. How have your parents not come up in that entire time? (laughs) Like, did he not tell any of you his dad passed? Right, Like, Like, or did did her sister never visit her in the two years that they were living in the same house? Apparently. Like, I don't understand, because, like, that's... That's later on, as it progresses, the sister becomes a major character. And it is mentioned many times that Kat was essentially a mother to the sister who is now also in college. And like, Mm -hmm. like neither of them ever go back to the foster parents. They stay in their, you know, college situation. Right. Mm -hmm. So literally the only way they could have visited each other would be if the sister had come to Kat and her roommate's place, or if Kat had been like, hey guys, (laughs) I'm going away for a week to visit my sister. Like, I don't understand how this didn't come up in two years.
0: They were just too busy smoking pot and reading back issues of Rolling Stone. And
1: listening to the Beatles. And listening to the Beatles, yep.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it seemed to me that, like, these people weren't exactly... Friends or like they weren't. They were no, friends no, as no, no,
1: no, no, no. Because she says specifically, she says very suspe- specifically at the beginning of this shit that they are the closest friends she's ever had and they are practically <laughs> family to her. But they don't, <laughs> but act they like it. don't know <laughs> at all anything about her life, and she doesn't know that the one guy's dad recently died.
0: And I think like since Ben and Carla are never mentioned in the like after like
1: the oh the yeah they the just did they just they dipped. just
0: left and never talked to any of these
1: people but again, also so. wouldn't you
0: yes oh my god no i would have left in like when it started getting cold i've been like mm, yeah i'd night. be like i'm this was...
1: done this is stupid yeah. and why are we doing this
0: i'm gonna go get a job now goodbye
1: like the whole setup for this i mean you called simon like the cult leader and that was 100 the vibe i got from him yes
0: oh my god he was so creepy because it's
1: li- but that's literally he the... wanted to start a sex cult Yes, right. I was here. Was here was where I thought this was, and I know we're not we're not super following the plot right now, but I it's really very thought, little plot. It's fine. guys. I really <laughs> thought when Ben got sick, and he was like, "Don't take him to the doctor. Don't take him to the doctor. Like he'll be fine." Mm-hmm. That Ben was gonna die, and then he was gonna start making moves on Carla. Like that's what I yes, thought. Yes, I thought
0: Simon had like orchestrated it a little yes, bit. Yes, yes, which is why I didn't want him to go to the doctor so bad. Uh, yeah.
1: But no, it was it just was his, his stupid live off the land bullshit that was fucking dumb. Simon is 100 percent. If he lived today, he's 100 percent would be an anti-vaxxer, right? Like, that's what Simon oh, is. Oh, yes.
0: Yeah. 100 <laughs> percent. He would be selling us all his essential oils. And yes.
1: He'd just be like, you don't need those nasty, nasty vaccines. You just need some thieves oil. Like, you
0: need a natural cure. Stop putting drugs in your in the body the government is just
1: using to track you. Rub some vinegar on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, rub some God. vinegar on your smallpox. It'll be fine. It'll
0: be fine. It'll go away. You're young and a strong virile man. It's fine.
1: <sighs> and I don't so. believe in handouts. <laughs>
0: Simon sucked. (laughs) Simon was terrible. Simon was like the worst person I could ever imagine. And I don't, I didn't understand why any of these people agreed to live with him in this cottage for an entire year. I don't know what kept any of them there.
1: Right. And I get that Kat was like in love with him and whatever, but also why? She
0: worshipped him. It was disgusting. It was
1: so bizarre. It was like, girl, what are you doing? Because like the, the setup of this is like, Kat is like, in love with simon wants to be with simon is hoping that this summer camp experience will make them become closer together and he has known her for many years has told her to her face he's so glad that she can be such a good pal because and has no romantic interest in him because that's the Mm -hmm. only type of relationship he wants with her And has, like, just used women. And I'm not, like, you know, like, he sleeps around. That's cool, whatever. But there's, like, the very first time Kat meets him, he's, like, been kicked out of his, I guess, girlfriend's dorm and says, like, oh, we had a different understanding on what, like, the nature of our relationship like if it was a monogamous relationship and i'm like yeah, oh so you a little suck. bit of a red flag like you suck then like if you want to have a non-monogamous relationship that's fine but like everyone should have an understanding of that up front buddy like... yes
0: yes you need to
1: specify oh simon worse he was disgusting
0: worse. he was just so gross
1: and i don't like you said i don't understand why anyone was on board with it
0: I know, honestly, like, and then there was a couple times in the book that, like, Ben and Carla are like, should we just go? Should we leave? And then the other's been like, no, let's stay and, like, figure out what's going to happen.
1: Yeah, it seemed like they were kind of with it for the lulls, like, because at one point, yeah. one, one, one of them's like, oh, stuff's just starting to heat up. Like, like, if if this was today, they would be writing like a, a listicle or something about
0: they were live tweeting this whole right. experience. Right, yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> and then, like, shit got weird, and they were like, no thanks, never mind, and left. Yeah, now, actually, we will leave now that there's a baby. But anyway, getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> um, flip back
0: to present day, Lila gets a letter and key in the mail stating that she has been left some random cottage from an anonymous source. Um. So she goes to there and decides to renovate the cabin to help her through the grieving process mm. because she's also an interior designer. Um. And Tom is very against this. He doesn't think she should be on her own because, let's face it, she's pro. She's like she's suffering through some severe depression and maybe is having suicidal thoughts. And so I can understand why he would be against her I mean, going. She's but also, I
1: still hate Tom. She's at least <laughs> having baby stealing thoughts which yes probably those shouldn't be left unchecked either very true
0: though <laughs> if there is just a random baby here in the cottage then
1: i guess that's I true How i guess it? The
0: sh- it just came with the cottage there you go <laughs> here's
1: your baby thanks for stopping in that'd be a great um I mean, that kind of gets to the spoiler of the book but like if this was a lake house situation and she found the baby that was from the 80s and raised that baby that, that would be cool. I'd like that. That ending. would be weird, but yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> um,
1: you know, I reference Lake House an awful lot for it being a you movie. You sure do. For it being it's a movie I've never seen.
0: <laughs> I don't think I've seen it either. Is yeah. that a Nicholas Sparks movie? I
1: don't think so.
0: I, and I think it has. But like, it's like a Nicholas. Yeah, Sparks it's a Nicholas capital N. Yeah.
1: Cap, well, I guess Nicholas Sparks capitalized. His name
0: is also usually capitalized. <laughs>
1: whoops whatever Uh. (laughs) um yeah no i don't think because i think it has a happy ending i'm not sure i haven't seen it but also has keanu reeves in it i think
0: yes and sandra bullock yes weird it is let's see i'm gonna look this up maybe we should canceling this podcast this based on
1: a book should we read the lake house
0: oh maybe uh wait it's a remake of a south korean picture oh
1: I don't know Uh-oh. why I said that in such a surprised tone. Like, that gives me any context for anything. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have seen that South Korean movie.
0: Well, I thought it was, like, based off a book, like you said. Hmm. Well, but... is the South
1: Korean one based on a book? Let's find we out. You gotta go deeper into Wikipedia. Doesn't look like it. Yeah, dang it. Well, when they come out with the novelization of The Lake House, we will be adding that to our list. Hold on. I want to
0: look this up. The Lake House novelization. There's no way. <laughs> Wait, The Lake House is a 2003 novel by James Patterson. Nope. Also. (laughs) The Lake House tells the story of six extraordinary children endowed with the power to fly after genetic engineering merged their DNA with that of birds and who have to fight for their lives against scientists who want to kill them, thinking that they are monsters
1: of despair. Okay, maybe. Maybe. Okay, maybe we need to read this. We might be going back to our old friend James Patterson. It's 376 pages. Perfect. Add okay. that to this calendar. Add that to the list. We've uh, we got quite a list, guys. We've got quite a backlog right now.
0: It's very long. There's a lot of really bad books out there. <laughs> or I guess I should just say, books
1: not to our taste. <laughs> anyway, back to this current book that we back read. Back to this trash. We going to have to cut a lot of that like out shit.
0: That's, no, leave it all in. <laughs> uh, Kate's sister, Freya, shows up because Kat wrote her a letter to let her know what the deal was because, like, she would have just dropped off the grid for an entire year otherwise. <laughs> but for some reason, Simon's like, no, no one tell anybody that we're here because we might get caught.
1: Yeah, because Simon thinks like it's like that they're trespassing on, like, an abandoned building. Yes. Yes, they're basically squatting. So he's like, we don't want people to know. But really, it's just like him trying to control everyone is really what it is. Isolate them. Mm -hmm. So he can start Um, a sex cult.
0: Exactly. Uh, So Simon's kind of mad about it until he sees how hot Freya is, I guess. And then all of a sudden, he's super fine with it. Um, Simon and Kat have begun sleeping together. (laughs) I don't know. But then one night, they all decide to take shrooms, and in the middle of the night, Kat sees Simon and Freya having sex, and she just feels so super betrayed, and she starts to be really mean to her sister because she is super jealous.
1: To be clear, what she sees is Simon on top of and thrusting into Freya, who is not moving or interacting in yes. any way with the situation, yes. which to Important point. anybody should be a red flag. Like, yep, yep.
0: Oh, well, and then not to mention everyone is under the influence, so, like, yeah, it's, maybe it's you should have stepped in regardless. Super but... not good no
1: matter what. I mean, like, to be fair, at least in that regard, like, Kat was also under the influence, so, like, probably yeah. not the best uh, decision-making processes in that moment. But definitely after everyone sobered up, Kat should have... There's a lot of... There were a lot of mistakes on Kat's part.
0: Oh, Kat is such, like... I hated her so Oh much. yeah, Kat was garbage. Because there is no, she has no motivation except Simon. And she is so obsessed with him to the point that she ruins her sister's life. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. She
1: ruins her sister's um, life. She kind of like ruins Mac's life a little bit. She kind of ruins her oh, own yeah. life. Like. Carla and Ben are probably scarred for life too. Yeah, but also they were just <laughs> in it for the lulls. So.
0: Yeah, it was fine. <laughs> Um, also, Mac has fallen in love with Freya and is just like really mad at Simon all the time because Simon is being his usual domineering self. And also, probably Mac realizes
1: what happened between Freya
0: and Simon. Yeah. And
1: he. Well, and is Freya not. has started like never wanting to be in a room with Simon and spending yes. a lot of time outdoors where Simon is not and trying to avoid Simon. And Kat's just like, oh, she's always teasing him. I'm like, girl. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible.
0: Um, back to present day, Lila meets this older man named William who owns a farm near the cottage. It's called Mackenzie Farm. (laughs) And if you're paying attention, you'll see where the story is
1: going. The clues are all there.
0: (laughs) Um... The few times that Tom does come to visit Lila at the college, William is just, like, always there. But he's, like, only helping Lila with renovations. And he's, like, the age that her father, She like he could be a father to her. But Tom, like, of course assumes that William is trying to put his P in Lila's V and is, like, super rude to William. Like, grossly territorially rude. Doesn't even say hello or goodbye to him.
1: He's just like, you should leave now. <laughs> Tom is a garbo boy.
0: Yeah, Tom continues to be garbage. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And then also, like, Lila gets a really bad flu at one point, and William takes her to his farm where he lives with his mom, who has dementia, and she seems to think Lila is someone she's met before. Mm -hmm.
1: This also was another one of the things that super annoyed me about this book, is that, like, it's... It is pitched as kind of a mystery, like it's not like a super mystery mystery, like mystery genre mystery. But I mean, like, right? It's definitely pitched as like, ooh, will Lila uncover the mystery of this cottage and whatever? Yeah.
0: But like, it's got like a little bit of a domestic thriller vibe. Yeah. To it. But like, she definitely mm-hmm.
1: doesn't ever do any sort of sleuthing. <laughs> it's it's like all just coincidences that happen around her and then like yes dreams because <laughs> the flu yeah, thing dreams. I think was one of the the dreams that she has in her flu state it like becomes more clear or whatever and I'm like I this is it's just it's just not good like it's just not good if the thing that's moving your plot along is just your character remembering like,
0: yeah <laughs>
1: that's not I mean okay like cool I guess that's what we've got but it's not, it's not great. It's
0: not the best. No. Yeah. She doesn't, I don't know. And I guess that's another thing I had issues with with this book is that it made the two stories, even though one like super affected the other, mm-hmm. made them feel so disjointed yes. that it just, they could have just been two different books. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, um, back in the past, turns out Freya is pregnant. Oh no. I shouldn't have said that so cheerfully because it's actually very sad. <laughs> she, uh, Kat gets even more depressed and jealous because she knows she has lost Simon to Freya forever.
1: And Freya straight up tells Kat at this point, Simon raped me. Like, that yes. is that is said to Kat, Freya says... To her face, in those words. Yes, those exact words. She doesn't like, you know, she's not like, well, it was almost... You know, like, it wasn't like, like, she, she's like, no, Simon raped me. And Kat's like, no, he didn't, you're lying, you seduced him, you suck. And it's like, mm-hmm. cool, <laughs> glad we're doing this. <laughs> oh,
0: my, I know, seriously, this is your sister, the the woman that you, to have, like, this mother-daughter relationship, the only other person you've ever relied on your entire life and that you've cared for, like, we, it just, it's terrible. Their backstory doesn't line up with the current day story and it just makes Cat seem like a sociopath.
1: Yes, I really, like, I don't want to, like, pathologize too much, but yes, 100%. And also, like, Kat, the story of, a, like, a sexual encounter happening and the woman being, like, disbelieved about it.
0: hmm
1: The reasons for that could be interesting and, like, Kat, the, like, we see Cat's thinking about it. Like, Kat straight up rationalizes in her mind and in this book like if I believe this thing that Freya is telling me it means that I have to like basically disbelieve my entire relationship with Simon is based on anything Mm -hmm. good because he's a bad person and I'm like that is like an interesting seed of like going to explain why victims receive so much backlash in this particular like I mean, that's a shitty thing that happens, but, like, it is uh-huh. interesting to delve into that psychology. The problem with that is that, like, her relationship with Simon was already hot Garbo. So, yes. like... He
0: hadn't had, like, he hadn't even looked at her in
1: weeks at this point. Yes. And, like, even ignoring all of Freya, like, it should be... Pr- if y- If your sister comes to you and is like, hey this guy raped me, and you're like, huh, this guy has always been known to be terrible to women, treats me badly, mm-hmm. is rude, is manipulative, and all of these things that I have seen and are really fucking obvious, yeah, okay, yeah, seems like probably maybe that's what happened. Um, yes. It's just, it it the logical leaps that she would have to make for it to be like, no, Freya is making this up, do not make sense, even in a system where we understand that victims are often disbelieved. Like, yes.
0: <laughs> Yes. It is. It's just astounding how her how her love for this like, guy she's known for two years, mm-hmm. her cult leader. Yeah. See, this is why. This is like, it gives off real
1: cult vibes. Like, yes. she doesn't
0: even want to, like, go against their supreme overlord. Right.
1: But the thing is, Kat's the only one who's buying into the cult shit. Yes. Like, everyone else is just kind of like.
0: They think he's an asshole. Yeah.
1: Like, no one else seems to be on board with him.
0: hmm But then also, like, I guess it's just really weird to me, too, that then, like, everyone else in the house, like Ben and Carla and Mac, I guess, like, I don't know. I guess Mac was just supposed to be, like, this timid guy who never stood up for anyone or anything. Like, Ben and Carla surely should have at some point been, like, putting the pieces together there and realizing that what happened was in no way okay.
1: See, I think that, okay, here's, well... I think for Mac, I think it was less that he was timid and more that he was, like, fuck it. These idiots are going to die if I don't feed them. So he was just busy with other stuff. (laughs) I'm just going to go chop some wood. I'm just going to go chop some wood. I'm going to go find some fucking spinach. Like, whatever. Um, (laughs) And then, like, Ben and Carla, I don't think they really, like... Like, that's the thing. They were so not part of this story. Yeah. It really just seems that they were literally, like, in a corner like jotting notes down or some shit because like they don't talk to the other characters until the whole thing with like when Ben becomes sick and Carla's like let's take him to a hospital and Simon's like no um, let me go buy a gun instead that was cool (laughs) (laughs) they like have a pool of money that they're using to like get through the year for like supplies that are necessary Uh and everyone's like we should pay for drugs for Ben so he doesn't die and Simon's like no, we need to save this money, and then immediately goes and buys a gun.
0: A hundred-pound gun, because this is in the UK. Yep. Um, also, like, wouldn't you, in that situation, wouldn't you say, I'm not going to listen to this uh, 22-year-old yes. tell me what to do about going to the hospital right. I'm just going to fucking go? That's
1: the thing that just doesn't, like, there are so many points at this book. Like, okay, let's say that Kat has bought in and is just so crazy mad in love so head over heels in love that she cannot yes. break the thrall of simon to leave and go back to the real world uh-huh like ben and carla don't have any skin in this game they should have dicked off ages ago yes uh even freya like because that's that's the thing that everyone like freya has no options right like that they keep yes. saying that like um cat's like wants her to leave and is trying to get her to go and is trying to get her to get an abortion at one point and like Uh but because Simon spent most of their money on that gun she can't steal the money to give to Freya to go get the abortion like okay cool I get that but honestly and I mean I've never been in a cult in a a weird wood cult with my rapist like that's not a situation I've been in but (laughs) Hmm. I feel like if the (laughs) options were stay here have no money and food and be around this guy who raped me Or fucking walk away and go have Uh, no money and food somewhere else. I would probably just go have no money and food somewhere else.
0: Yes. Well, okay, and then here's the other thing. Um, So let's fast forward a little bit. Freya has been, like, kind of, as she becomes more and more pregnant, disappearing for entire days at a time, Mm -hmm. um, only coming back at nightfall. And it turns out later that she's going to the Mackenzie farm Mm -hmm. to uh, see mac and mac's mother and like why didn't she just fucking stay yeah. there? why did she keep fucking coming back like simon and the crew have no idea that this land belongs to mac and his mother
1: yeah because that's the one of the big twists as it turns out is that the farm that they are staying on or the cottage that they're staying in is actually part of mac's family farm and they're mm-hmm. not squatting at all and they're not like being hardcore living off the land they're just like his mom has left them shit. They're just camping yeah, they're in the basically backyard. just camping. Like, <laughs> um, and Freya drops this bombshell to try to like kind of shake everyone out of this like oh Simon's so great leading us thing. But like no one was uh-huh. thinking that. Like, yeah. Like no one was on board with Simon except for Cat. <laughs>
0: exactly, and ugh, they're just like none of these people had any self preservation. No, instincts.
1: and I mean it I was guess so awful to read about. You can kind of chalk that up for Simon and um god what's the other guy Ben Simon and Ben Mm -hmm. because they're like presented as like from the upper class like had a very privileged upbringing sort of deal like that they like that this is oh this is just kind of like a fun lark maybe for Ben you could Uh kind of like see that um if I was Carla I think is probably the one that's like the most like egregious right because like ben at least he's like he's friends with simon um cat we've already discussed is like in love with simon freya at this point is pregnant with simon's baby and mac they're Mm. all on his land so i guess he's kind of making (laughs) sure he just is really bad at getting rid of his house (laughs) guests like guys the party (laughs) ended like um back in may like um but uh yeah carla if i was carla i'd just be like Babe, I'm leaving. Like this is yes. actually fucking insane. Uh you can come or not, I guess, but like But I need to leave. Like <laughs> I'm also seriously. very hungry and I don't have a trust fund waiting for me and I need to go do a job. Like Yes. Uh,
0: I just I did not understand any like Cat's motivation. Okay, that is a little more clear to us but everyone else's motivation to stay there was just so like
1: lazy this book would make just too lazy to leave this book would make perfect sense if this section was set during a zombie apocalypse Yes. Right? <laughs> yes. Yes. That's the vibe, right? That they're like, we have to stay here. We don't have any other options. We and have it's like, to rebuild society. You absolutely 100% do have other options. <laughs> I get that it's hard for recent college grads, but like, I don't know, get an internship. I don't know. Like, I get, and it's, it, again, this part is yes. not written now. This was in the 80s. So it's not even like they have that sort of like. So this would also make more sense if it was set now because of, like, everyone being like, hey, I graduated yes, from they, college. I can't do anything with my degree. I guess I'll go live in the forest. If in this was 2008 instead of 1980. Right. It be like, yeah, you know what? I got a degree in communications. I'm going to go live in a forest. Like, Yeah. I get that. I do.
0: And that explains the live tweeting. Right. And- exactly.
1: But, like... The whole idea of just – because Simon is, like, very – like, he has a whole pitch about how, like, they've all become little soft boys and wouldn't it be better if they lived off the land and, like, they don't need – Pursue their passion They don't need capitalism. And it's like – Yeah. But you're very bad at doing this also because, like, you can't actually just go – you need to, like, set that up. Like, you can't just go somewhere and be like, well, hope there's food. Hope we'll we'll live for the next year. Like, if you want to, if his, he, essentially he went about this backwards, right? Because he pitched all of them. He was like, let's just go to this cabin and live there for a year. And if it goes well, we'll stay there forever. When what he should have done would be like, go get, like. Go get some chickens and put them at the cabin and a pig and or go buy a fucking cabin. First of all, like get your own yeah, fucking cabin. Yeah,
0: get uh, your own cabin <laughs> since you are really rich. Buy Some
1: like <laughs> pigs and chickens and shit. Take advantage of the mm-hmm. capitalism that exists for you right now because you are a rich boy. Like buy all your chickens, buy all your pigs, <laughs> buy some like fucking like vegetable seeds and whatever cultivate like a small garden and then in a couple years be like hey ex-roomies I bet that you're getting really down because of the shitty work job that you have to do Mm -hmm. and doesn't it suck and don't you miss doing these things let's go to this cabin that I have prepared and has all of this great stuff and we can actually live there instead of Going to a cabin that I have not prepared and foraging for mushrooms, like that's not. Yeah,
0: it's no wonder Max' mommy had to step in and right. give them supplies. Like it's like on babysitting the pl- them the for a
1: year. Can you imagine yeah. how stressful that would have been for her if your son comes to you and is like, "Hey, mom, um, my dumb shit friend wants to like live in our our empty cabin for a year. <laughs> uh, is that cool?" And it's like, "Uh, yeah, that's fine, I guess. I mean, we're not using it. Are you like, are you gonna, like, do, do you guys have money? Yeah, well, we have like." $120 so like um, That's uh, enough right Okay well honey I don't How are you guys gonna like Feed yourselves well Um I was thinking like we could Go in the woods and like pick some Pick some leaves Okay 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 <laughs> Um that's cool Uh well and also my Friend thought maybe he'd buy a gun Okay alright so like my insurance Isn't gonna cover this like no, we're not actually we're not actually going to do this. I run a very like successful farm and I cannot have children running around my woods shooting things. Like I I don't need this I, shit. Don't wanna do like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to have to babysit you guys for a year and make sure you don't kill each other.
0: And then, like, what do you do? Also, like, she, so she's been, like, slowly giving them livestock and food right. and stuff. Then what do you do when the pregnant girl shows up? Oh, and no. You... Your son is like, no, mom, don't interfere. I think we'll be fine. Let's just see how things play out. And she's like, but, Mac, I'm the adult here, and this is, she is. In a delicate situation, <laughs> and uh, I think she needs to go to the hospital and take prenatal vitamins and also live somewhere where there's running water and electricity. It's like, hmm. Well, we're living with the guy that raped her and got
1: her pregnant, so Mac, is that no, okay? this isn't this isn't good. You can't Mac. <laughs> we also need to take her to a psychiatrist and like have her get some therapy for this traumatic event that happened to her. Well, oh, my God. I think it'll be okay. She seems to really like me, and we like talk a bunch and stuff, so I think I'm gonna get her through it. But also, can you make her a necklace for me? <laughs> also, thank you for oh. Christmas dinner, Mommy. <laughs> <laughs> God! Oh, God. This,
0: this is they were all so stupid. <laughs> Ugh. Also, like, to backtrack a little bit to Cat and Simon. <laughs> just because I this just occurred to me. Like, at no point in the book is Kat at all remorseful about, like, what she did to Freya. Yeah, no. Or anything, yeah. Uh. Well, speaking of, I guess. (laughs) We continue. Yes. In present day, Lila returns to London for Christmas or something. Mm -hmm. And during which she has lunch with her mother. Who has been away in France because her husband...
1: No, it's, like, post... Post-Valentine's Day, because... Just be... Sorry, sorry. Just because... Oh, yes,
0: because she thinks Tom... She's already had the
1: conversation with Tom, right? Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so uh, this must be after she got super sick
1: then. Yes, and she She knows she's pregnant at this point, I think, right? She knows she's pregnant. Yeah, and that was Valentine's Day, was when they had sex. Yes, yes, and then And then after they had sex, she was like, oh, wait, I'm having another flashback, and I think maybe Tom was there. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But then she has lunch with her mother, who it has been revealed... At this point, that Lila's father's name is
1: Simon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mm. wonder. I wonder if this book with five characters—if this could possibly be the same man.
0: Oh no, it's a, easily to get confused. There's lots of Simon's in the there world. There are many Simon's. Yes,
1: surplus of Simon's.
0: So she has lunch with her mom, and I don't remember exactly this scene of events, but Lila is like. Like we said, has been slowly remembering things about her fall, and then during this lunch, it occurs to her oh, 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 that it
1: wasn't. It's it's because she's wearing the necklace that um oh, William right. gave her, and Li- or um not Lila and the mom sees it and is like that necklace. It reminds me of her, and then Lila's like remembers hearing it. You remind me of her, or something like that. In her yes, getting pushed down the was. stairs thing. So like that same phrase yeah. was used in the same voice. And guess what? It was
0: Mommy Dearest that pushed Lila down the stairs. Pushed or tripped. Accidentally or not. It's never really cleared up. Like, she's like, no, I tried to stop you. And Lila's like, no, you fucking pushed me.
1: Yeah. And it's like, let's give her the benefit of the doubt, the mom, and say that, like, Uh she didn't intentionally push her down the stairs. Maybe she grabbed her to try to, like, pull her back or whatever um, and just did it very, very poorly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> turned, turned into a push.
0: Instead of pulling, she pushed. I just forgot which ways push. I didn't. My arms, they just have a mind of their own. <laughs> my
1: arms, I have reverse sarmitis. Like <laughs> I say push and they pull. I say pull and they push. What am I to do? Grocery stores are a hassle. Oh, I can <laughs> never get into buildings. I have to wait until some <laughs> kindly soul opens the door for me. Oh god. <laughs>
0: I would totally believe that. But like, let's yeah, say... Or, or, I mean, of this character. Let's
1: say that's the situation. Um, even so, like, isn't that kind of the first thing... One of the first things you learn as a kid, if you have a sibling, um, is, like, don't play near the tops of stairs. Like, Because I remember getting yelled at so much for that as a kid, that any time I am near another human being on the stairs, like, at the top of the stairs, I feel like... I have to make myself so small so I cannot make contact with them in any way, shape, or form. No
0: roughhousing. You cannot,
1: you can, if you roughhouse, that's one thing. You cannot roughhouse at the top of stairs. Like, that's, that's, no. That's, I just, and she, you know, spoiler alert, this specific character is a character with a sibling that we know of. So, like, they definitely fought near the top of stairs one time and got, like, super yelled at for it. Like, there's no Mm -hmm. way. So she should know better.
0: (laughs) Uh, There's also like a really contrived set of circumstances where the mother's name is revealed. Mm -hmm. Anyone have any guesses to what the mom's name
1: is? Press one now if you want to guess Freya. Press two now to guess Kat. Press three now to guess Carla. Press four now to guess toothpaste. (laughs) Four. It was definitely four toothpaste
0: mother <laughs> it was Freya her mother's name was Freya
1: <laughs> which you know if you were reading this book and was like wow everything is super predictable so far obviously like the dad's name is Simon the mom is obviously Kat because why would Freya you might have been a little thrown by this but then like yes. two seconds later you're like oh it's definitely Kat but she just changed her name for some stupid yeah. reason hey guess what that's exactly what happened
0: <laughs> uh, so In the past, Freya
1: has the baby, and she names the baby Lila. Oh, it all comes full circle. The pieces fall in place like a beautiful
0: jigsaw puzzle. (laughs) Carla and Ben peace out the second the baby is born.
1: They're like, nope, don't want to, did not sign up for a baby. Don't want to deal with this. Don't like crying. Not here for it. Don't blame
0: them. (laughs) Simon is, like, completely like, just in love with this baby, I guess. I don't know if it was, like, a control thing or if he actually did have parental feelings toward the baby, but
1: it was weird. And the baby had his nose, so. Yes. That's cool. And,
0: that and like, him saying that made Freya very uncomfortable. I can't imagine why.
1: Yeah, I can't imagine why. (laughs) Oh, we should also mention that Freya had intimated to Kat that the baby might be Max because she Mm -hmm. wasn't sure if anything happened between her and Mac on the drugged-out rape night.
0: Yes. Um, it turns out they didn't. Yeah. But there is that slight tension mm-hmm. for a little yeah. while. Um, in present day, Lila's mother shows up at the cottage um, just as Lila's sitting down to tea with William. And Lila's like, how'd you find me? And her mom was like, duh, I've been here before. Also, William McKenzie is Mac. <laughs> and then we get a whole story about how Freya was suffering from postpartum depression and one day left the baby with Kat and went and drowned herself in the lake. Which is a bummer, it's a big bummer. It is a huge bummer. Postpartum depression is no joke. There is a suicide note that says something to the effect of, I can't stand being here any longer, goodbye. Uh, Simon is panicking because he doesn't want to have a baby on his own, and so Kat bravely steps up and says we can raise this child together you can marry me and also i will change my name to freya so we can honor her and also as a gift to me to let me pretend my dead sister is raising her child or
1: something and also because simon had written to his parents and had mentioned that he had knocked up a girl named freya and so they're like we can't possibly tell them that freya died in childbirth and this is her sister and so they're gonna you know like raise the kid together because that would be actually that would be a totally fine thing to do yeah but like instead we're or we can't even be like hey this is freya that's actually her middle name that she sometimes goes by but her first name is cat like they couldn't just do that instead of her changing her entire fucking identity
0: (laughs) yeah and i don't know how easy like identity theft was in the 1980s if it was easier or harder than it is today but that still seems like you would have to forge
1: so many documents. I don't even know, like I mean, I don't I don't even that's the thing. I don't even know if like they actually like straight up yoinked her identity or if they were just Well her credit card. Yeah, the but name that's Freya that's like several years later. So she could have legally just changed her name to Freya.
0: I guess that's like true. when they got
1: married, she was gonna have to change her name anyway, right? Like so maybe she's just like, eh, I wanna be Freya now. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> I mean, like, you got to just change everything. You got to figure, like, as Kat, she had her college degree finished. As Freya, she had recently been kicked out of college and did not have a degree. So I feel like, yeah, just like common sense. You should go with the whole, like, mm, yeah, this is Freya. But, like, she goes by Kat because Freya is her middle name thing. Again, I feel like that would have been a really elegant solution.
0: <laughs> it would have been much more simple than whatever elaborate ruse Kat came up with. <laughs> Um, that Simon agrees to because he's panicking and they go on to have a very loveless marriage. And as you can imagine. Mac
1: at one point also offers to take the kid because he loved Freya. So, and yes. Kat's like, no, what Freya would want would be to for her kid to be raised by two parents, which, okay. That's like a pretty buck wild assumption to make. Um, yeah. And also for like it to be with like the child's family, her father and her aunt. And I'm like, again, pretty buck wild considering that like Simon a hundred percent raped her mom and like cat has st- You did like if her. I was the ghost of Freya yeah. and my sister was sitting there like no this child should be with her family if Fre- I ghost Freya would be like no fuck you guys I'm haunting the shit out of you until I am
0: poltergeisting your house forever Like literally
1: I would rather that that child be in foster care which was like terrible for me than be with my rapist and my terrible Garbo sister like yes oh
0: um Mac is also super confused. This is in the past and also in the future. And but also in the past always. He's,
1: he's just yes, a confused well, boy.
0: <laughs> he is super confused because um, the day before, he and Freya had discussed how he was going to steal her away and basically they were going to go and be a family together. And he had given her a necklace to, like, symbolize their little family, which is the necklace that Lila was wearing when her mother pushed her down the stairs. Or no, when, when her mother when she, revealed yeah. that she pushed her down the stairs. Um and so he and she seemed like she was really into that plan and so he just didn't understand like how this could have happened and so like in I guess they like they bring her they leave her body at the lake for many hours and then they bring her in to to lay on the couch and then they go and bury her in the woods and they like leave the cottage forever like
1: like Max still I lives guess, there though <laughs> like Mac yes. lives next door though like <laughs>
0: And at this point, everyone knows that. So it's just like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, so this is every. This is what Lila's mother tells Lila and Mac in the present day lila and mac accept this story at face value and comment about how weird some of the details are like that is really weird that cat would take freya's name like the reason she gave us is just very strange but i guess grief will make people do anything um but and then they decide to it's time to move on because lila is pregnant again and she and tom are going to work on their garbage marriage (laughs) but then we get get another chapter Cat is, so they invited Cat to come to the cottage again for like one last summer. Hurrah, I don't know, they're having a little get together. Um, And Cat, instead of like, you know, not going or like showing up like a normal person would, (laughs) she peeps on him from the bushes. She's like, I'm too scared to go down there. I don't want to. So then we get the actual story of what happened in her narrative. In her, I mean, in her headspace, in her, in her internal monologue. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> Freya was planning on going away with Mac. Her suicide letter was actually a much longer letter that explained how she was going to go away with Mac and how this was the correct choice and that she was sorry she couldn't stay in the cabin any longer. Goodbye. Kat conveniently tore off the part of the letter that explained everything and only kept the part that fit the suicide narrative. Cat was actually. Cat <laughs> <laughs> was so just dumb. gonna off
1: herself. <laughs> it's so dumb.
0: And the way she was going to do that was she was going to make two cups of tea. One was going to be safe tea made with the nettles of a plant. The other cup of tea was going to be a poisonous tea made with the poisonous part of the same plant that she made the previous tea with. Obviously, the non poison tea was for Freya and the poison tea was for Cat. But freya took the wrong cup of tea and she took a sip from it and Kat's like i totally have time to stop her from drinking the rest of the tea this is legit this is what the book says she's like i recognize i still had time to uh stop freya from drinking the rest of the tea and to save her and get her to help so she wouldn't die but then also i remembered i love simon and I hate my sister for taking Simon away from me. So I'm gonna let her fucking die, and I'm gonna take her fucking baby and her name, and Mary Simon. That's it. It's the end. The end. So like what? And she's not at all like she's not at all ashamed about anything she's done. She's not remorseful for how her sister's life ended. She was like, maybe, maybe. I wanted to kill her. Maybe I I purposefully put the poison tea a little bit closer to her than I normally would. And I'm just like, you murdered your sister and stole her baby.
1: (laughs) What the actual And then like that's the end. Like that's that's what? So like okay, so in the narrative of this book. Like fucking Lila, who her whole thing has been like uh-huh. uncovering this dark secret of her past and like understanding and come like honesty, honesty has been pushed. Like they keep using the honesty plant as like a symbol and whatever. And it's like, oh, yes. let's like fucking lampshade this 18 let's times. Be um, and Lila thinks she's finally come to understand fully her family. And like that, she, you know, like her birth mother was like, you know, had uh, postpartum depression and killed herself. And like Mm -hmm. her birth father, or her father, Simon, like was, you know, garbage to her mother because like he felt like he was trapped in this loveless loveless marriage, but he did really love her, Lila. Um, And then like Mm her, I guess, adoptive mother slash like uh, uh, aunt. Aunt, yeah. (laughs) Uh, You know, also cared deeply about her, but like didn't like acted rashly a lot of the times. But also like her aunt killed her mom. (laughs) Like she's never gonna find out about that, I guess.
0: No one is. It's just she
1: committed the perfect crime. She's just gonna die with cat, I guess.
0: Oh my god. Yes. There's no like retribution. There's no you don't leave this book with any good feelings at all. Yeah and I
1: think that's kinda of, it's such a bummer. I can get on board with like a dark ass book. Like that's fine. But, like, mm-hmm. the tone of the book up to this point was, like, again, like, yeah, stuff has to come to light. Like, it's one of those yes. type of books, right? Like, where it's, like, oh, part of the, like, if you're keeping these dark secrets, it will haunt your whole family and ruin any happiness that you have sort of thing. Like, Simon yes. and Kat's marriage was essentially ruined because they were, like, hiding this secret about Lila and, like... um cat couldn't like connect with lila because she was hiding all these secrets and whatever like so that's like the Mm -hmm. whole like thesis of the book is like hiding dark secrets is bad and we'll you know like you need to bring them to light but then it like ends with like hey readers by the way actually that whole story we just told you is kind of (laughs) bullshit because cat still is hiding some shit now you're all in on the secret now you know lila doesn't are
0: we all accessories straight up
1: murdered a bitch (laughs) for a stupid ass man a dumb garbage boy who and then Uh. like literally at one point oh my god it was so like everything about cat is so gross and she like says she's a disc in her like inner monologue at one point she's like oh you know it was like a real actually no i think she might actually say this to her daughter i'm not sure but she says something about like um oh, you know, we never could have our own biological children, and I know that was my punishment. And I'm like...
0: Yeah, my infertility was my punishment. That's
1: a pretty bonkers way to describe infertility, and not great. Like, Yeah. Yikes. God. Yikes.
0: It was just so
1: trash. It was not a good sitch. But was there anything you liked about it? What was your silver lining?
0: I mean... I don't know if this is a silver lining so much as like a punch-up but like i wish the story was just from lila's point of view the Mm -hmm. whole thing because like she wasn't that bad she was sad and she made some hasty judgments about her husband but he was garbage so whatever but like if this like we talked about if this was just her somehow discovering the story of her Uh, parents in this cabin because there was
1: like a diary she found or something like that would have been fine counterpoint and I think this will be my silver lining slash I guess punch up I would also be okay if this book was just Kat's point of view and it just like, it just <laughs> went dark. Like if, it was, if we, she was just like a murder girl. Yeah, She's just a murder girl. And this was like the exploration of like her yes. straight up murdering her sister and like why she did that. Cause then we wouldn't yes. have Lila. Like if it did not do anything present day, if it's all just in the eighties and it ended with baby Lila, right? Like Lila's never yes. grown up. We don't have to, as readers come to terms with the fact that this baby is like an actual human who like will eventually have feelings about the situation. Very true. Um, very We true. can just be like, oh, man, wasn't that... That's like, fucked that's up. Like, that's fucked up. This woman's so fucked up. Like, oh, the crazy things that you'll do for a man. And, like, oh, cults and whatever. Like, it would be that yeah. sort of thing. But the... F- it really needed to
0: go hard one way yes, or the other. Yes, It straddled a very strange yeah. line. And I hated it.
1: <laughs> but, again, overall, I didn't mind it as a book up until the end. Like, I was like, it's, mm. it's pretty predictable. Like, and it's... But yes. I thought the writing was pretty good. I thought, um... Yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah, I thought like although the characters were a little flowery, yeah, but I, mean, I thought the characters were pretty trash but like in a pretty uh what's the word I'm looking for?
0: Realistic? No.
1: <laughs> intentional.
0: <unrealistic>? Okay. <laughs>
1: in like an intentional way? <laughs>
0: yeah yeah um, i can see that
1: you know i don't think that like the author was like man people are just gonna love cat and think she's so cool like i don't <laughs> think that was what she was. she's going definitely for. the heroine of the story right. and i i mean i definitely i think that's not everyone's cup of tea for sure to read about like bad people doing bad things i think I'll, like that mm-hmm. really bothers a lot of people and it's just like what's the point of even reading this if there's no one to root for again i don't mind it but i think that the ending of this just like fucked it completely like it was such a bad ending yes it was so pointless it was very pointless
0: It's just there for the shock value that's all it was it was like the story ended on a fine note like it wasn't great but it was fine it was over and then she was like
1: but it's not even (laughs) even if we kept both parts of the story and it just ended the way it ended without the Uh epilogue and without all of max asides about like we were gonna run away together like if we didn't have that like, if it was literally just she was depressed, she killed herself, that was mm-hmm. it. Like, that could have been a. That would have been fine. That would have been. I mean, like, that yes. wouldn't be fine. That's not fine. Suicide is not fine. But.
0: <laughs> but as far as the as narrative, far though, as the it, would narrative a it would have been a complete narrative. It would have been a complete
1: narrative. But we had to do do this bullshit, <laughs> like, double bluff nonsense oh. about fucking freaking Princess Bride up in here with the fucking hurricane powder. <laughs> oh man
0: well which character did you relate to then after all Uh, that
1: Evelyn because I would also just be off in a cabin on my own being like son what are you doing what why why did you do this (laughs) why did you bring this to my front door (laughs) (laughs) please take your garbo friends out of here
0: also don't be friends with them anymore (laughs) you're better than that Mac oh
1: how about you
0: I uh we didn't talk about her, but Sally is a yeah. shop owner in Lila's timeline. Um and she's just there for the hot goss. Yeah. She's like Who's sleeping with who? What's <laughs>
1: what's, what's new? What's the skinny?
0: You're young and pretty. I'm sure you got lots to tell. Tell me about that D. Yeah. <laughs> that would be me in that situation. Fair
1: enough. Um, what would you rather be reading this week instead of this? I can't remember
0: if I I probably have mentioned this book before but I was I couldn't think of anything mm-hmm. else and I was too lazy to go back and check to see if I actually had but um the Essex serpent by Sarah. Perry. Yeah I think
1: you have talked about that because I, okay. I, I well, definitely remember hearing about it but tell us about it again.
0: It was really good, and in case you haven't listened to all 39 of our episodes, yeah, you know. or don't remember because it was probably a while ago I talked about it, Um, it is a book about a woman who um, is in a loveless marriage, and her, like, I don't know, I, can't, I think he might, is like an abusive husband, he dies, and so she moves to the country, she moves to Essex, to become a naturalist at a time when, you know, women aren't taken seriously about science. I think it's in like the 1800s or something, late, late 1800s that this takes place. And it's just kind of like a quiet character study. I mean, there's a loose plot, but mostly it just focuses on the lives of the people and what happens after, you know, this woman from the city comes to the countryside and kind of disrupts things a little bit. And is very good. I think it has the same, like, I think it has a similar tone to this book or a, a tone that this that The Shadow Year might have kind of start, tried to strive for, even though Essex Serpent came out after this book did. Um, but, yeah, it's just really well done. You don't really like, I think her name is Cora, the main character. Like, you don't really love her, but also you're intrigued by her and so you want to learn more about her. But, yes, yeah, so I would definitely recommend that if you are into kind of a historical fiction, kind of just like a slow burn sort of book. Yes.
1: What about you? Okay, so I, I don't think... I know I've talked to you about this book. Kath- is it The Lake House by James yeah, I read The Lake House by James Patterson. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, Catherine Dunn's Geek Love, um, which is... Wait, what? Catherine Dunn's Oh, Geek Love. Geek okay.
0: Love. I thought you said Glee Club, Catherine and I like, Dunn's I've not heard glee of Glee Club. It
1: is the book that the show Glee is based upon. Um, <laughs> I bet you didn't know that that was a book first. It was. It was about a Glee Club in the 1700s. Uh, <laughs> They modernize it for today's audience. No. Uh, No. Catherine Dunn's Geek Love, which is uh, actually has like a lot of similarities to this book in terms of like structure and kind of some of the themes, um, because Mm -hmm. it is also split between two time periods. um, And one of those time periods periods is like the late 70s, early 80s, I believe, although that's the later one. Um, The other time period is like the 60s. And it is about a woman who her parents ran a traveling circus and as part of that they experimented with drugs and medication in order to create their own family of like carnival freak show freaks the back half of it is kind of like all her growing up in this carnival and like her and her siblings and it is like a pretty dysfunctional environment, very similar to this. And her brother also starts a cult. So, like, this is kind of, like, the thing that made me think of it. Um, But it actually makes a lot... Like, first off, as a cult leader, like, he makes a lot more sense than Simon because he has, like... He's very persuasive, and he uses, like, these... um, uh, Genetically modified... Like, his genetically modified situation, like, to his advantage to, like, get people to think he has some, like, greater, higher... Like um, connection to the universe and whatever. Um, And then the other half of the book is Ollie in the present, which at the time this was written was like the late 70s, um, long after she has left the carnival and she is uh, from afar keeping tabs on her daughter Miranda who she put up for adoption at a very young age. Her and um, Ollie, the main character, kind of uh, reconnect which Miranda doesn't know it's her mother but like they begin to form a relationship um, so it, it's it's these again like weird mother daughter dynamics weird cult shit but cult shit that actually makes sense because like the main character can't leave the situation because it's her right. actual family <laughs> Like she can't just like <laughs> go away because from this cabin that no one is making her stay at um, but yeah, it's a, it's a really, like, interesting book, but it's there's also some, like, very, very dark themes, so, like, if you don't like that sort of stuff, tread carefully. There's um, a lot of non-consensual stuff happens in the book, uh, a lot of body horror, so, like, if you're not okay with that, like, I know a lot of, like, might make you squeamish, it might be a trigger, like, you know, I just want to give you all a heads up, like, maybe skip that one. But if you are okay with that yes. sort of subject, um, it is, it's a really interesting book.
0: Hmm. I have
1: to check that out. Um, Okay, so that pretty much wraps up for this fortnight. Now, this would normally be the time where we either offer a challenge or tell you guys what rewind episode we're doing or tell you guys Mm -hmm. which, like, if we have a submission, like, what that is. Um, We're not going to do that this week because we are actually going to have a very short bonus episode next week filled with fun announcements um, about kind of the direction that this podcast is going to go. We are not ending the podcast I just want to be very clear about that um but we are there are going to be some changes around here and we're very excited about them so if you want to find out more about that um tune in next week it's we didn't want to do like yeah
0: only seven yeah days. we didn't want
1: to do like this because it's gonna be a pretty short episode we didn't want to do like a short ass episode as a fortnightly episode um so we will be back yes. in a fortnight with another um, kind of special episode. We'll talk more about that in the announcement episode next week. So I know this is pretty vague and you guys, if you are one of our regular listeners, you might be kind of annoyed with us right now um, because <laughs> we're being very vague, but I promise we will uh, tell you guys what's going on next week. Um, again, we're pretty excited about, like, what we're doing and and um, yes. the direction that we're going and I hope you guys will be too. Um,
0: yeah, I think you'll like it. I think you'll like the changes. I know, like people always say that because they like want you to keep listening mm-hmm. but for real though I think this is going to help us bring you a lot more better content and yeah. words that I can say good into a mic.
1: <laughs> and, I th- and this is like somewhat based on like feedback we've gotten from um not directly from you guys but like from talking to people about kind of the show and kind of yeah you you'll you'll find out you'll find out what's going on next week Uh, so if a random like 15 to 30 minute episode shows up in your feed next week if you are subscribed that is why that is um yes (laughs) yeah so speaking of being subscribed (laughs) um and keeping up with us you can Mm -hmm. follow us on twitter at hate readcast um you can also uh, email us, hatereadcast at gmail.com. If you guys have your own literary submission that you would like to uh, suggest we read, we already have a couple um, in the bank. We are going to be getting to as just as soon as we can again, more on that next week. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, if you guys, yeah please do keep, yeah, sending, keep sending, them sending
0: them in. Them in. Is, we will definitely keep yes. reading that. We have,
1: we okay. have a schedule. We are going to get to every submission that we have gotten. Um, I promise. also or or thank you as always to ben cope for the use of our theme song you can find a link to his uh youtube in the show notes below
0: yes and uh we are on all of your favorite podcast aggregating platforms so if you have not followed or subscribed to us on one of them you definitely should so that you can keep up to date with our super secret new project um also, if you use iTunes, we would really appreciate a five-star review. Um, or you could also just leave five-star reviews with your mouth into your friend's yes. ears.
1: Just go up to them and shout, hate, read five stars. <laughs> they'll know.
0: Great podcast, good girls, love books.
1: <laughs> five stars, thumbs up. Do that. It'll work very well.
0: They'll oh. love it. I think they'll, they'll love having you as a friend. <laughs> I guess. Uh, in the words of Hannah Richel... Man, the modern world is so fucked up. (laughs) So is this book, guys. So fucked up. My recording. Oh, did we? We wanted to do the book first and then the special. Yes, I think that
1: makes the most sense. Okay. Because the special thing should only be about 15 minutes and shouldn't involve too much brain power and funny goofing on our part so save that for last
0: (laughs) i think you're giving us a lot of credit for our (laughs) hate read episode well
1: (laughs) theoretically we should be trying to be funny
0: (laughs) Uh, it just goes so naturally to me oh
1: there you go my bad